All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido, and the Celtics get smoked by the Golden State Warriors. They've got our number. Uh, it was a frustrating game start to finish. Uh, but going to follow today's podcast, same as usual, uh, run through play of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, and we'll kind of wrap up uh, where the Celtics stand after this road trip here or where we stand currently within this road trip. Uh, but again, 123-107 today. Uh, to get things started off, you got to give player of the game to Jalen Brown uh, because honestly, like he did absolutely everything he could to make this a game. He scored 31 in this, nine rebounds, uh, three assists, a steal, only two turnovers. So this is another Jalen Brown super efficient game. 13 of 23 from the field, super efficient. Three of nine from three, two of two from the free throw line. Again, could he have gone to the free throw line more? Sure. Uh, but overall, you can't really take anything from Jalen Brown in this one as a, as a negative. Uh, his pull-up mid-range game was phenomenal. His transition offense was incredible. Defense, I guess we can put something in the negative column for him. But overall for him tonight, this is just a super, super efficient game. And it came at a time where the Celtics really needed it because nobody else really had it going. Uh, we'll talk about two other guys for the Celtics that I would say had a, a solid game. Uh, but Jalen Brown through and through, had this game and really was the only one that like consistently throughout the entire game was putting up numbers. Like he didn't have a, a great first quarter, only had five points there, but had four rebounds, so solid. 16 points by the halftime, added an additional six in the third, and then another nine in the fourth. So this is Jalen Brown being super consistent through most of this game. Unfortunately for the Celtics, it didn't come from everybody else. This is a team that all season long, like we've been running one of the most efficient offenses in the NBA, in NBA history. And it really just wasn't there tonight. And we'll talk about some of the reasons why that was the case in this one uh, in the second half here. But Jalen Brown, great game. The other two guys in my mind that had solid games Blake Griffin, Malcolm Brogdon. That's it. That's it. Uh, you look at really everybody else. Grant Williams, subpar. Jason Tatum, very subpar. Marcus Smart, subpar. Like everybody else, there's really only those three guys that had good games. It is Jalen Brown, Blake Griffin, and Malcolm Brogdon. I'm not going to sit here and say that Blake Griffin defensively was phenomenal because I don't think he was. This is a tough matchup for him because the Warriors play small. They play fast. And as big of an energy guy is as Blake Griffin is, this is a tough matchup. Draymond Green, while he is small, is a very, very physical player. Looney, very physical player. Uh, so this is a tough matchup for him. So defensively, it wasn't his best. It wasn't the best performance we saw from him. And honestly, in a game where there's no Al Horford, Time Lord's still out, 
Cornette, Blake Griffin, those are the two bigs that we're really relying on. And Cornette struggled immensely in this one. This was not a Luke Cornette game. Uh, so you had to rely on decent minutes from Blake Griffin. Uh, and then also Grant Williams, who did get ejected in this one. Love to see that. Talk about that in the second half as well. Uh, but when stuff like that happens, you really need big minutes from Blake Griffin. And the 20 minutes that he played tonight, I thought it was solid. It, again, defensively, subpar. But offensively, energy-wise, poking stuff around, this was a pretty solid game from him. Another game where he had 13 points, added in the additional seven rebounds in this one. Uh, so overall, it's not bad, right? It's not a bad game from Blake Griffin. Uh, the defense holds him back a little bit, but take that out of the equation because nobody really played good defensively. Uh, this is a pretty solid, solid game for him. Malcolm Brogdon was the other one. Uh, you look at the, the box score for Malcolm Brogdon, 16 points, five rebounds, four assists uh, on six of 10 from the field, two of four from three. He had a huge stretch early on in this one. Uh, where he had back-to-back threes. He had a pull-up three and another pull-up three right before the first ended. So I guess it there was a little bit of time in between there. Uh, but this is you know six points. He led the team in scoring after the first quarter with only six. So you know he had a really solid outing to start and kind of continued that throughout. Ended the game, again, with 16 points, but he added an additional eight points in the second quarter. So, you know, going and only getting two points in the remaining two quarters, less than ideal. But in that first half, when the Celtics were really struggling to find their way offensively, Malcolm Brogdon came in and provided a scoring punch. So it was a solid outing from him as well. It was just, again, you look at the way the Celtics offense has kind of shifted and, and functioned through most of this season. And the entire reason the Celtics offense is on a historic pace is three-point shooting and ball movement. And tonight those weren't there. I want to talk about some of those negatives. Before we dive into that, though, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilize the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns like can the Celtics continue on this 
unbelievable stretch of basketball and break the NBA offensive rating record. When I'm looking to get in on that action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Do you think Jason Tatum's going to score 35 in a Celtics 10-point game? This is the type of action you can get in on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so I am not used to talking about a bunch of players in the negative section of this podcast. Typically, I'll talk about the play as a whole, but there were a couple of glaringly bad games throughout this uh, that you can't really ignore. Jason Tatum in this one, uh, as big of an MVP candidate as he is, this was a horrible game. And I mean, like, absolutely horrible. One of the worst offensive games that we have seen from him Honestly, this maybe this year, uh, he ended the game 18 points, seven rebounds, uh, had two turnovers, but the shooting was abysmal. Two of nine from three, uh, as well as six of 21 from the field. Like, these are bad, bad numbers. That's 28%. If Marcus Smart ever, ever shot anywhere near that, fans would be throwing him to the wolves. But because it's Jason Tatum, they'll move past it. And I'm not saying it's right, but this is a bad game and people need to realize it. Uh, I don't think that this is – a lot of people are already blowing up on Facebook, on Twitter, saying that Jason Tatum just cannot play against the Warriors. And I'm not going to sit here and say that. I don't think that that's the case. But it's, a, it's glaringly bad. Like the NBA Finals for Jason Tatum, bad. Not a good performance throughout the entire six games. Jason Tatum in this game, brutal. I don't know if it's a defensive scheme that the Warriors play, but Jason Tatum needs to figure it out. At this point, the Warriors are 14-13. and 13. It's early on in the season. I get it. I don't think that the Warriors are good enough to make it back to the NBA Finals, but if they are, and Jason Tatum is still playing like this, it's going to be a long finals. I am like super confident in Jason Tatum's games pretty much against anybody else in the NBA. But for whatever reason, this Warriors team really gives him trouble. And they've got some dogs defensively. Like It's a good defensive team. Jason Tatum should be better. Um, and I want to move past it. Right, I don't want to sit here and dwell on all of this because, listen, at the end of the day, the Celtics came into a six-game road trip, and right now we're sitting at three and one. 
Like I predicted prior to this road trip that the Celtics were going to go four and two. Right now, we've got two games left, and they could still split those games, and I would still be happy with that conclusion. Right? Four and two is solid in a six game road trip. Right? So you move past a really terrible game tonight, especially from Jason Tatum, and hopefully watch them bounce back Monday night. Uh, But outside of him, Grant Williams, another really tough game. Four points, only two of three from the field. So really just was super tentative in this one. We've seen Grant Williams go out there and absolutely destroy teams on that fake handoff, get to the rim, or his corner threes. He wasn't doing any of it tonight. And he had opportunities, and he passed some of them up. So he was super tentative. And then in the fourth quarter, when the Celtics were trying to make a run, the Warriors made a basket. Grant Williams gets pissed off, punches the basketball, goes six rows deep, gets ejected. Because any ball that goes into the stands with force automatically calls for an ejection. Grant Williams, I don't know if he wasn't aware of the rule. Honestly, I wasn't aware of the rule, but I'm clearly not in the NBA. Uh, Was ejected immediately. Uh, So that part, tough. Marcus Smart, really not a good game from him either. End of the night, 4 of 12 from the field. uh, And just really wasn't moving the ball as much. End of the game, 5 assists, significantly under his average. Uh, And it's just, it's tough because you look at the way the Celtics have played this entire season. I kind of alluded to it earlier. The Celtics have really proven themselves, gotten to that first place in the NBA, not just Eastern Conference, in the NBA, with a 21-6 and record by crushing teams from the three-point line, but also just from ball movement in general. The reason the Celtics are shooting so well from beyond the arc, and I've talked about this on several podcasts, is because of the ball movement. When guys are driving to the rim, kicking out, they're getting wide open threes. Like there's a reason that we're shooting so much better from three than any other team in the NBA. And a lot of it is coming from the fact that they are just so wide open because guys are so good at getting into the lane, dishing out. We have a lot of good passers on this team. We have a lot of guys that can get downhill and get into the lane. When you have that, you have the opportunity to create open shots for others. And when you have a lot of open shots, percentages tend to go up. Tonight, we didn't drive in to the lane as much. And honestly, when we did, the threes just weren't falling. Threes weren't falling. Free throws weren't falling. And even shots at the rim weren't falling. Jason Tatum, there were three shots in tonight's game where he was at the rim in missed layups. And we've seen that from other players on the team. Brogdon is honestly really struggled at the rim through a good portion of this year. He was solid tonight. Jason Tatum, usually very good finishing at the rim. I want to say he's finishing at the rim at like 60%, which is one of the tops in the league. Tonight, really struggled. And he struggled from everywhere, right? Like he ended with six field goals made. Like that should never be the case for someone playing 40 minutes that is an MVP candidate. Jalen Brown played 37 minutes, so three minutes less, and ended with 13 field goals made, which is more than double Jason Tatum. Like, that should not be the case. 
Jalen Brown had an all-star type night. This was a fantastic performance from him, but Jason Tatum should not be that far behind. Uh, outside of that, you know, you look at the, the numbers in general, right? The Celtics ended the night with 17 assists. Obviously, a big part of that comes from, you know, them not being able to finish, not being able to translate a lot of those opportunities. But, you know, looking at even three-point percentage, 30%. You know, this is a team that's shooting almost like it's shooting 40% as a team. Like those numbers are ridiculous. And honestly, that went up. The Celtics were shooting, I want to say 20 something percent through most of this. Peyton Pritchard hit a three, a, hit a corner three late in this game that I think put the Celtics over the 30% threshold or at the 30% threshold. We're sitting literally at 30.0%. So that's a huge negative, right? Like you can't go through a game, have 17 assists, shoot 30% from the field and expect to win. At the end of the day, we still scored 107 points. In today's NBA, that's not great. But the way that the Celtics are capable of playing on the defensive end, that should be enough on most nights to at least have a close game, if not a win. Right. But defensively, we were also all over the place. All over the place defensively. I, I talked about Blake Griffin kind of struggling on the defensive end. Cornette was a revolving door on this one. He could not stay in front of anybody. And I've given Luke Cornette a lot of credit through this. He's played a very big role in the way that the Celtics have played this year. And he deserves a lot of credit for that, but this was not a good game for him. Uh, and honestly, you look at the way that, you know, Curry, Clay Thompson played, like it's hard to defend those guys, right? Like they're very capable of going out and absolutely destroying teams on any given night. And they certainly did that. You know, Clay Thompson had 34 points in this one on a super efficient 14 of 26 from the field. Steph Curry had 32 points in this one, 12 of 21 from the field, 6 of 11 from three. So those guys killed us. But honestly, the part that hurts me the most is looking down and seeing Kevon Looney have 15 rebounds, right? Like those are big issues, right? Three of those rebounds are on the offensive end. And this was a game where the Celtics kind of got like really hurt on the offensive glass. Like they had 11 offensive rebounds. That throws everything off, right? I know that we're down Robert Williams. We're down Al Horford, two of the better-ish rebounders. I'm not going to say that Al Horford is one of the better rebounders, but he's a big that can body Kevon Looney, right? He can keep him out of the paint. Robert Williams is just a phenomenal rebounder. So I'm, I am going to put him in there. Uh, Average like 9.9 rebounds last year. So these are glaring needs for the Celtics. And a lot of people want to want to say that the Celtics need to add more depth. And I get it to some extent, but you, if you're ever down two bigs or two starting players, you're not going to win anything. So a lot of people are trying to game plan saying that these guys are always hurt, Al Horford and 
Robert Williams, they need to add depth in order to, you know, stay active, stay competitive throughout the season. It's not really the case because at this point, what are the chances that both of those guys miss an entire series? It's extremely unlikely. It's extremely unlikely. And I'm not going to sit here and say that it's impossible, but if they do, regardless of whether or not we go out and add depth to the center position, we're down two starters. It's it's irrelevant at that point. It's not something that the Celtics, that any team can sustain. Like if the Warriors lost, you know, Draymond Green and Kevon Looney, the Warriors wouldn't be doing well either. And obviously, I mean, they're not doing well now anyway. Like they won tonight in a convincing fashion, but they're 14 and 13. They're in like... 10th place after today's win. They were in 11th place coming into tonight in the Western Conference. Like they're not having a good season. But in a playoff situation, if you or if you're down two starters, you're not going to you're not going to do well. Right? So you would have liked to have seen guys step up in their absence. You would have liked to have seen a Jason Tatum game where he really like seemed to have figured it out wasn't the case and it's frustrating you know this is a game where you know I think everybody had this game circled on the calendar like it's hard to watch a Celtics team that made it to the NBA finals last year played the Warriors and got crushed in that mentally got crushed mentally in that game six loss to the Warriors Everyone had this game circled because they wanted revenge and not that beating them in a regular season game means that they got revenge because clearly an NBA finals means more than a regular season game. But there's no doubt about it that every guy on this team really wanted this one. And it just didn't translate. It did not translate. The Celtics are one of the best free throw shooting teams in the NBA, them with the Miami Heat two of the best free throw shooting teams in NBA history. And tonight did not shoot well. 19 of 26, 73% from the free throw line. And honestly, we got into the penalty with, you know, five and a half, six minutes left in that fourth quarter. Derek White got to the line, hit his two free throws. Outside of that, I don't think that we got to the free throw line outside of Jason Tatum who missed both of them. So five and a half minutes stretch and we didn't take advantage of it. Like, this is what I mean. The Celtics all season long have done a really good job of getting to the rim, forcing free throws or dishing out to create other opportunities for other people. And tonight they didn't really do any of it. This was not your typical Boston Celtics game. And as frustrating as it is, you have to move past it. At the end of the day, the Celtics sit 21 and six uh, and are still the best team in the Eastern Conference. We still hold a one game lead over Milwaukee, who's 19 and six, same amount of losses, but we have two more wins. So at this point, it's on to the next. The Celtics are off on Sunday, but we've got the late game. Uh, on Monday and Tuesday, Los Angeles for both of them. We've got the Clippers Monday night, the Lakers Tuesday night, both 1030 Eastern time games. It's time for the Celtics to bounce back. 
You know, if, like I said before, if the Celtics came out of this road trip with a four and two record, I think it's huge. If they, for some reason, can pull off both games and be five and one, you take that all day, every day, every day of the week, right? Right now, they're four, three and one. You can't really complain about that. They are still one of the best, if not the best team with a road record. So take it with a grain of salt. Today's loss, as much as it stings emotionally, because it's the Warriors, got to move past it. Uh, that's where we're going to wrap things up for today. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?